Hey everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology. Today we are going to take a look at the upcoming conjunction between Mars and Jupiter in Aries. We have already taken a look at this through horoscopes this week, and then yesterday we started unpacking this um, little deeper meditation on the Jupiter-Mars conjunction in Aries. Today we're going to do a little bit more expansive list of top 10 themes to watch for. I have been getting more DMs and messages and questions and requests to unpack this transit from the standpoint of some of the current events happening in the world right now, especially the number of shootings that have happened recently in the United States. So um, I am not the type to be like a astrological ambulance chaser. And you guys know me, I, I tend to be, a, um, as a yogi, my first, uh, my first, I'm not pr primarily politically driven in the way I live my life or look at things. I'm not willfully ignorant either. Um, but, you know, this channel is usually not the place where you're going to hear me offer a ton of like commentary on uh, social, you know, events in happening in the collective or like politically charged astrology or whatever. So I'll try to offer um, some thoughts today, but um, while also steering clear of, um, you know, being divisive or sensationalizing anything. So um, I hope that, you know, it's, it's helpful for everyone who's been asking me to uh, comment. Before we get into this list, which will hopefully help all of you to also personally prepare for what is a very powerful and intense conjunction, and, uh, you know, that this will give you some useful things to watch for, uh, so we, that's that's a part of our agenda today. But before we get into it, don't forget to like and subscribe, share your comments in the comments section. It helps the channel to grow. You can find daily uh, the transcripts of my daily talks on my website, nightlightastrology.com, where you can also learn more about my upcoming class, Ancient Astrology for the Modern Mystic, which begins on June 12th. Visit the website, nightlightastrology.com to learn more about it. Click on the courses page. You'll go down to the first year course course, if you are interested in year two or horary classes, those also begin June 11th and 12th. You can check those out on the courses drop-down menu as well. For horary, you just have to, you need a background in ancient or traditional astrology to join already. Um, and uh, But anyway, for the year one course, you're going to click on the courses page, go to the first year program, scroll down, you can learn all about what's included in the course. We've just added a replay of the course Q&A that we did with four women who are recent alumni of the first year program. They kind of talk about their experience. So you can check that out if you want to hear more directly from students who have taken the program. The course meets on Sundays starting June 12th. It meets from noon Eastern time to about 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Everything's recorded if you can't make it live and held on a class website. You get perpetual access to everything. You can download and keep everything and you, your membership on the class website is always open. Uh, so it's it doesn't expire. Um, there are 12 guest lectures outside of our 30 normal uh, pr uh, uh, webinars. There are also breakout study sessions about numbering about eight total. So a lot of content on the year for you to dive into as much or as little as you want. Um, you know, a lot of people just take the 30, the 30 online webinars, a lot of, you know, and then there's a, another tier of people you could say that are like, I'm taking in everything, you know, and they, they do it. They do every possible thing that's included. Um, so there's a lot of bonus material and support. There's a forum discussion that is staffed with tutors year round. You can access you have access to me year round with questions too. Um, so it's a great program. If you have any questions about it, feel free to email us info at nightlightastrology.com. There's a few uh, deadlines coming up. The early bird payment 
you only have a little bit of time. That is only good until the week that class starts. So you have up till the start time of the class to take advantage of that. Afterward, it is no longer available. That it saves you $500 off. The payment plan is there too if you prefer to stretch out the tuition over 12 months. And then we also do have uh, need-based tuition. If for any reason the class is beyond your means, please take advantage of that. We welcome people to use that so that you're not priced out if you have a strong intention and desire to study astrology. Any questions, again, feel free to email us info at nightlightastrology.com. All right, well, let's take a look at the real-time clock and remind ourselves of this uh, transit. Mars is conjunct Jupiter in the sign of Aries on May 29th. We have already been experiencing this for a while now. Why is that? Because as Mars was culminating in those intense late degrees of Pisces, it was in Jupiter's sign, while Jupiter in Aries was in Mars's sign. That means the two planets were in something called a mutual reception. This was present, for example, as we saw other you know, mass shootings here in the United States in Buffalo, um, and I believe there was one in California as well. I don't know. There's so many of them this day. Honestly, it's um, it's hard to not feel really disgusted or numb alternate, alternate um, in alternation. Um, that's just me. I try not to stay numb, but sometimes it's like, my God, there's one. It seems, seems like there's one in the news every day. And so many of them are fueled by mental illness, hatred, racism, um, and uh, sickness, a, a culture that in as a pacifist, as a yogi, um, you know, even, uh, you know, in my Christian upbringing, you know, the, the more we can, this is just my personal opinion, because people have been asking for it. And so I'll give it to you just because so many people have asked, and that's the only time I usually give something of a more personal political opinion. But in my opinion, the more we can do to create a, a culture of peace and less violence, the better. Um, you know, to me, that includes how we think about the presence of weapons in our society. And I don't have the answer to what the best thing to do is, but I think I am not alone in feeling like something needs to be done to change the culture of gun violence in our country. I feel that I feel very passionate about that personally and in my private life. Uh, I have. I grew up in a family with lots of people who hunted, uh, deer hunters and so forth. And, you know, I am a pacifist to the point where I don't even like that so much personally, but I understand it and I respect it and have been hunting myself as a young man. So, uh, and fishing and things like that. So it's like, I understand there's a certain culture. I grew up with people who are very respectful of having, uh, you know, going hunting and things like that. But it reaches a point to me where it's like, no, you know, gun violence is a, really is like an epidemic. And as you know, as a yogi, that's something that I, I personally hope will change in my lifetime. And sometimes I feel, you know, hopeless and helpless about it. Uh, um, so at any rate, that's, that's, that's my feeling about it is that this is one of those moments, it feels like a potential boiling point. If you go back to watching the video that I did on Jupiter's entrance into Aries, previewing Jupiter into Aries, I talked in that video about the fact that there, uh, you know, the la one of the time, the last time that Jupiter was in Aries, you had the mental health decompensation and beginning of the plotting of the Sandy Hook um, shootings from the the young man who had been like rejected from military service and blah blah blah, and that was under Jupiter and Aries. Columbine back in 1999 was under Jupiter and Aries. And then I talked a lot about the way that. 
questions about gun violence and laws about gun violence and things like that came into the public sphere and were hotly contested and debated and, um, uh, and that it would, it would not be surprising to see something like that happen again. I mean, I, I made that video a month or two months ago or something. Um, it's, I, I hate being right about something like that, or I hate that the astrology comes around and we're seeing the same old thing, you know, sometimes it just feels like you're, you're caught up in a cycle. And, you know, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think it bodes particularly well for us, honestly. Um, you know, when you look at the way that karma works, the way that ancient astrologers, at least, you know, in the Indian tradition tended to look at karma, it's like, you know, when something keeps happening and you don't get the message, you start falling harder and the consequences become harder and darker. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like, when are we going to hit rock bottom to, 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 you know, come together and see that some change in culture and mood around violence and, and weapons is, is necessary. To me, that's a personal value, you know, and, and if, you know, if I don't want to, I'm not trying to create some divisiveness for people who may feel differently. That's just how I feel. And I'm not surprised that as Jupiter comes into Aries, that there's, you know, um, that that topic is here again, as it, as it was uh, in previous Jupiter and Aries uh, seasons. So, but okay, so I digress. Um, here's Jupiter and Mars in Aries. This is conjoining on Sunday, May 29th. Uh, this is happening. Um, you could start definitely feeling it Friday through Sunday. It'll extend probably a couple of days into next week as well until about you know June 2nd or 3rd. It's really sort of in the air. So a very powerful conjunction between these two planets. Um, and what you know, what can we what can we say about this combination? What what is it that we should be watching for? And how and why is it that some of the events that have been happening recently are signified by these planets? Um, a couple of the, these are the ten themes to watch for, and I'll try to you know within this sort of um, e explain why how some of the events are signified by this combination. I don't blame the planets. The planets are not what cause things to happen. People with choices cause things to happen societally and personally. Um, and the planets are like the, they're like the arms or the hands of a clock. They're just telling us what time it is and what season it is. They don't cause the season or the time to pass in the way that it does. They're just telling us what kinds of things are happening, what kind of season it is. So this is not at all to blame the planets for what amount to our own human unconscious issues. Um, but here are some archetypal explanations for why this transit has been so intense or why you may experience it intensely and why we've seen some of the things that we have. When you have... Uh, Jupiter in a Mars ruled sign and then Mars going into its own domicile and conjoining with Jupiter or in the case of the past few weeks being in mutual reception with Jupiter while culminating in the anoretic de late degrees of Pisces. Violence or conflict in and around schools or education is possible because Jupiter is emblematic of schools and education uh, while Mars is emblematic of conflict and strife or hostility or violence. So that's where you get that combination you know, just again, for everyone who's been asking. Number two, um, there's violence uh, or conflict 
in and around religion. Jupiter, again, as a planet that represents not only schools and education, but religion and institutions of uh, worship or, you know, temples, um, religious orders and things like that. So the potential for violence, conflict, schisms, talked a little bit about, do I stand with something or do I stand apart from something? What do I believe in? What do I take a stand for? Um, you know, the kind of quality of, um, uh, Mars, Jupiter, as as um, standing with some something Jupiterian or separating ourselves from something Jupiterian. This is also why you'll find violence or conflict in and around both, you know, religions and institutions of of learning. Number three would be violence or conflict in and around the law. For example, even prior to uh, you know the 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 conversation about gun violence and laws concerning uh, guns and gun control coming up in the collective uh, right now with Jupiter and Aries, we've had a raging legal debate about um, a woman's right to choose or the prohibition against abortion, um, which is also a major uh, ideological, political, and um, uh, legal fight or conflict that is happening right now. So violence or conflict in and around the law, uh, especially there, where there is uh, a feeling of, you know, is, is, is the authority, whether it's an institution or a person or a group of people, are they in the right or are they tyrannical oppressors? Do we overthrow them or resist them? Or, you know, this is, remember, I mentioned this in the previewing Jupiter and Aries, talk that I did some months ago, remember that Jupiter was in Aries when the Arab Spring got started, which, you know, triggered a major series of political revolutions across the Middle East and was followed by Occupy Wall Street here in the United States. So the potential for there to be violence or conflict in and around the law and lawmakers, which uh, can carry over to governmental, like disputes between governments or nations, and so on and so forth. Number four is leadership challenges to leaders or groups of leadership, which is, you know, dovetails with what I was just saying. The reason for this is that Jupiter is um, emblematic of authority figures or um, institutions of some kind of authority, whether it's the courts or the legal system or the law, law enforcement or uh, an, an army or a um, political party or, you know, something like that. So, Leadership, challenges to leaders or leadership, uh, conflicts between leadership or ideological groups or institutions. This is all part of Mars, Jupiter, and Aries, and even more broadly speaking, Jupiter and Aries overall. One of the reasons for this is that Jupiter is a house guest in uh, the temple of Mars and the exaltation of the sun. So you're getting questions about ideals with Aries being a place where the sun is exalted and the sun in its exaltation represents the highest, most noble aspiration or ideal or truth, usually something on behalf of which we are willing to die or fight for or defend or protect or take risks on behalf of or assert um, ourselves toward or in service of, because this is not only exaltation of Mars uh, in Aries, but also the domicile of Mars, the god of war. And um, planet associated with um, uh, assertion and will. So um, 
Jupiter in Aries has a lot to do very naturally. And overall, being a house guest in the exaltation of the sun in the place of Mars, this is why you see the, the kind of ideological conflict. And I align myself with something. This is my mission or this is my vision. I stand alone. I stand apart. I stand up for something. Or a schism or a break or a challenge or a defiance to such, such figures or things. This is why, um, the broadly speaking, the transit of Jupiter and Aries, as well as Mars with Jupiter and Aries, can be associated with standing alone or apart, which was the focus of yesterday's video. I won't say as much about that since we spent a whole day on it yesterday. Number six is pioneering. Now, closely related and perhaps somewhat more hopeful, I guess, is the idea of um, blazing a trail. So whether it's entrepreneurs or tech, you know, um, techies who are or inventors, people, you know, people who are trying something new. Um, this Mars-Jupiter conjunction has the feeling of, um, the, remember that conjunctions are the planting of a seed. So a seed is being planted right now, which could equate to some kind of prolonged conflict that is ideological in nature or that's drawn out or that intensifies in the moon cycles to come as Jupiter moves its way through Aries. Uh, especially since Jupiter Mars is, is conjoining in the early degrees of Aries, this has quite a shelf life, this conjunction. The things that are happening right now have a very intense long effect on the year ahead. As I was saying in yesterday's video. Um, <clears throat> but pioneering can speak to the planting of a seed that requires risk, like starting a business or going back to school or uh, deciding to leave or join something that aligns with your ideals or doesn't. So uh, that's the pioneering piece, uh, strength and dominance. Uh, these are questions for Mars and Jupiter. What constitutes strength and where, what's the, there's a fine line between being strong and being domineering or bullying or, um, you know, strong versus machismo. And this is not just, I mean, this is not just a question for, for like, uh, you know, it's not just about the hero archetype or about masculine energy. It's about how to be strong, but kind at the same time, how to be strong and principled, but not rigid and flexible and severe. There's questions about leadership, but they stem from our ability to follow something bigger than ourselves and not align ourselves with a cause purely because it gives us an enhanced sense of our righteousness or personal greatness or something. And that's, it's very seductive, right? I mean, it's really, it's, that's a fine line to walk. So questions about strength versus dominance uh, in, and being dominance here being sort of a negative connotation, strength being more positive in the way that I, I wrote this one. Questions at number eight, you know, anything that becomes religiously, politically, philosophically extreme and involves coercion or strong arming, this is right, you are wrong, join this or I will hurt you. Or um, if you don't agree with me, you're bad. Or if you, if you have a different feeling or belief or opinion or value, uh, then I want to go to war with you. You know, so this is something to really watch out for. And I feel it like one of the things that... Honestly, you know, I'm just being just, this is just me. I don't, you know, don't feel like you need to think or feel this way at all. But one of the reasons that I'm careful about 
watching these things in the news is and but paying attention to them because I don't want to become numb or you know ignorant but I'm I'm very careful about my energy and you know just what I watch and what I take in and how I do it and how long I do it and stuff like that is because it's not just what happens that's that is traumatic and really difficult to watch and expose ourselves to with all of the heaviness in the news and all the suffering in the world whether it's warfare or you know, violence against uh, groups of people that are being marginalized or um, political extremism or what, I mean, whatever the greed, I mean, corruption, whatever it is, it's like, you don't want to turn a blind eye to it, but you'd also, you also don't want to, you don't want your nervous system and your health to get like short circuited from just stirring a pot of darkness all the time either. So it's like this fine line you have to walk, but you know, for me, one of the things that's really hard is that, is, is that I get angry. You know, when I see things like this and and not all, to be clear, anger is not just bad, right? I mean, there's, there is a kind of like, uh, there's a boiling point that everyone reaches where action happens because you reach some kind of boiling point. And I get that. And I, you know, honestly, I sometimes I, I feel like privately, I often pray that if we need more boiling point moments to, 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 to things just boil over so that, sh you know, something changes that. Uh, our culture would would um, stand with the rest of the world and having far less of a problem with gun violence, for example, which to me is a you know yogi pacifist is a value. That's just my own value. I, I don't want to coerce you to you know feel the same way, but that's my value. And I think, well, it sh you know it should happen like this, or and I get so mad, you know, and um, and I I am not the kind of person, and I'm just trying to be honest that always has the ability to then turn the volume back down so that I don't unintentionally hurt with words or mood for me, like my kids or my wife or the next day that I'm not like a cesspool, like that it's not like overflowing and going against everything that ultimately I, I believe the world needs and that I need, you know what I mean? And I have to be so careful about that. And, um, man, it just, I think a lot of people deal with that too. It's like, you, you know, it's like you, you, and there's also a question with Jupiter and Aries always, there is always a question. Um, well, with Jupiter and Mars combinations and, and, and Jupiter and Aries, I believe is like this as well. Any kind of Mars Jupiter combination, there's always a question about my sphere of concern versus my sphere of influence. Um, which means what am I concerned with? You know, what, what do I, what for whatever reason what reaches into my sphere of moral or spiritual or social concern and everyone's a little different everyone gets hit by things a little differently because we're all situated differently according to our karma um but you know when when you get hit by something it's like oh you start looking and you go you know my so so these are my concerns but then you have to kind of be discerning about well what is my sphere of influence what can i do about these things and I think it's really easy to become fanatical and extreme in our concern when we feel powerless uh, to do anything, when we feel um, like we're not sure where our sphere of concern overlaps with a meaningful sphere of action and influence. And when we don't know where that is, you can feel helpless. And so to compensate for that, you just sort of turn up the volume on the concern. And for me, that's how I sometimes feel. And when I feel that way and the volume gets turned up and then I, I go off into my day, I snap at people or I'm, I'm rude or, you know, like I hurt my kids or something. You know what I mean? Like not 
physically, but you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm mean spirited or something, or I'm impatient or whatever. So I think Jupiter and Mars together have this way of maybe at their best helping us understand, here's your concerns and here's how you can make a difference. Here's what you can do. Um, and I think that it's a really deeply personal thing for each of us to understand what we can do to address the concerns in the world that we have. Um, to my mind, there's this misconception that we all have to think that exactly the same thing needs to be done, or we all need to be doing exactly the same thing to show our concern or to affect change. And I think actually the more that people that we, that we see each other, just letting our concern flow outwardly into our actions, into the small cracks of our lives, into the way that we live our lives. And if people see even the small things, but there's an, there's a, just a general increase of seeing people not just seething in the, the righteousness of their concerns, uh, but in, in trying to do some, some small things, some gestures, uh, wherever their presence is felt, uh, to me, those things tend to be like, they're, they're like invisible strings and filaments that are working this magic in the world that we, we can't see. And I think eventually those are the things that do create like a, like a domino or effect where, you know, bigger things can, can happen. Anyway, I'm, I'm just all over the place today, but, uh, but I think, you know, I think of Mars and Jupiter and Aries, and I think of the question about concern versus influence. Jupiter, broadly speaking, represents our concern morally, philosophically, politically, spiritually, or religiously. Uh, Mars is about action. So how do we act on what we believe? And that's a deep question. It's not, it, to me, for me personally, that question is something I have to ask myself again every day, which is why prayer, a prayer and meditation practice is so important. I don't like the whole here, let's have a moment of silence, you know, or here my condolences or my, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with this or that, or, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm certainly not, um, I deeply believe in the power of prayer, compassion, thoughtfulness, good vibrations, because I do it every day. I mean, it's a huge part of my life. Um, but, you know, to me, uh, the, you know, the, the real action of, of like deeply sitting down, not just, you know, not just, just having a reaction to what's happening. I mean, to, to figure out what I can actually do and where my influence is best felt, uh, in ways that are, you know, most supportive and effective within my actual sphere of influence. That's a humbling process. And um, it's usually smaller than most of us think that it is, but just as important. And you can't be discerning about that unless you get real quiet deliberately to let your soul give you the wisdom about where and how you can be effective. I don't know how you do it without, I don't know how anyone can learn how to use their will or their energy effectively without having spaces of flow or stillness or listening. That's where the wisdom comes from in, in my humble opinion, in my experience personally. Okay. Well, you can also feel, I mean, you can even feel it just to be like meta for a second. You can feel it in this talk. You can feel, you know, Mars, Jupiter. So I'm like, I'm getting grabbed by, you know, like as I'm talking. 
And um, it's just really hard, isn't it? Number nine is uh, might makes right. This is, unfortunately, there's like a strongman philosophy with Mars Jupiter, right? Like uh, kind of earlier what I was saying about, you know, coercing, coercing or strong arming people with your views or something. Um, well, it's this idea that like, you know, might and demonstrations of strength is what makes something right. Not that, that, that action is found through listening and discerning the path, the path of truth that comes from listening, but rather that, you know, dominance and action and assertiveness and aggressiveness that makes something right. And it's a subtle distinction, but I'll give you an example. If I want my daughter to finish her food, you know, before she, I don't know, has a treat or something after dinner, I have to find the way that leads from truth to, you know, the, 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 the coaching or the instruction or the gentle assertion of my will toward where I want my daughter to, to go, you know, like you need to finish your broccoli or whatever, you know, whatever it is. If I ex express my will thinking that it is my will that makes the thing happen and the thing happening is right because my will is behind it, you know, it never goes well at the dinner table. <laughs> it's like that never works out. <laughs> so, And yet I do it. I find myself caught in that over and over again. We do so with ourselves. We think I will pound myself into doing the right thing, you know? And it's, it's actually only when we have found that right thing deep within the chamber of the heart. And we just, there's this, yes, Yes, this is the right thing. The will then aligns gracefully and eloquently and just seamless execution of, of the right thing. That's it's, 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 you can't put the cart before the horse. The will follows the right path. You know, the right path doesn't, isn't made by the will. Um, at least that's the wisdom that certainly is a part of my daily life. And number 10, uh, with this combination, planting seeds of future change or growth. You know, this um, this transits most positive dimension, in my humble opinion, especially looking back on the last couple of Jupiter in Aries times in my life, were the seeds that were planted of future growth and change, the risks that were taken, the trails that were blazed, the ways in which I just, I, I defined my values, you know, uh, stake to myself on my values, learned to listen and really carefully discern what was right or true, you know, and to take a risk to follow that truth. These are deep seeds that are getting planted around this time. Let's, you know, my prayer is that those seeds come from the heart and not just from reactionary, impulsive, you know, you know, sort of domineering, uh, red hot headed stuff, you know? Well, anyway, can't help it guys. Sometimes, you know, as, as, uh, careful as I am when I give these talks, it just feels like there are certain times where you're just, you reach these, these boiling points where you, you, 
you're grabbed by what you're talking about, even as you're talking about it. And it's just, it's just really hard not to be. So please forgive me if in transmitting this material the best I can today, you're, you know, you're feeling that I'm, if I'm pouring some kind of, you know, intense Mars, Jupiter into your space today, then I hope you will forgive me and that it could still be reflectively valuable for you. Um, Regardless, I hope you found something positive in all of this. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Share your comments in the comment section. Transcripts of my daily talks can be found on my website, as always, uh, if you want to check it out there. And you can also learn more about my new class, Ancient Astrology for the Modern Mystic, which starts on June 12th. It is a great time to study astrology. Speaking of planting of seeds, Jupiterian seeds. So, you know, for me, the greatest way to sort of combat the intensity to use a Jupiter Mars metaphor is to double down on the studies and practices that help me grow and mature as a, into you know more loving astrologer husband father brother you know friend so um, right now I'm feeling like a renewed passion for what I love because I know it's moments like this where I'm like thank God I have astrology you know there's so much intense energy in the air. You just, I think, well, at least I, at least I have that reflective relationship with the seasons of life, you know, but like, at least we have that and we have each other. We have people who value the same language. And even though we may have different opinions or reflect differently on things, you know, ultimately I think mo many of us are here for the same reason, which is that we, we seek to know and grow. We seek to love and, and, and astrology, like so many other spiritual disciplines is definitely like a knock and the door will be open kind of thing in my experience. So I hope you're finding that in whatever's happening for you right now. So that's what I've got for today. I hope you guys have a great day and we will be back again with more tomorrow. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.